Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R for anyone who wants to find us out there in the World Wide Web. We're only on Instagram right now. Well, we're other places, but that's where we respond. DM us there at Justin Bizarro, but we're going to be really switching all over to at Justin the Food Entrepreneur, so it's less on my personal page uh, where I do a lot more leadership stuff and stuff like that. So that being said, thank you everyone for listening in. Thank you everyone for sharing the episode. The listeners and the downloads are all going up, obviously. Uh, so I appreciate all of that, and I appreciate the time and the effort that all the entrepreneurs who are listening in are are giving as well. I mean, that's a ton of time, and time's our greatest resource, so I appreciate that. And then I want to just say this also, that it's about impact. We're trying to impact entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that want to come into the food space, and we want to try to impact the American dream or the entrepreneurial spirit, um, not only in the United States, but around the world. And... And so that being said, what we concentrate on here or what this podcast is about is growing the entrepreneur. It's not only about food. It's not only focused on food. It's about the whole experience and what it takes to actually be an entrepreneur. And I say this all the time, having great food is just your entry ticket into the food game. After that, you've got to work harder than you've ever done before to even get on the starting lineup. Because And that's where you just start making money, okay? And then to play for the best and be the best teams and win the best championships, which is the revenue and the employees and creating the best jobs and making the most impact, you know, that takes work, real work. So everyone thinks it's over because you make a good product. It's really just the beginning point. Like, I've never made something and then been like, woohoo, I've made all this money, or woohoo, everyone loves it, or woohoo, I haven't had to convince a room of people to believe in it. And especially, I have to take the action behind it to do it. And so, lastly, as sorry, I dropped my pen, guys. And as I say this, one of the most important things and why I like having Mark on on the podcast and Mark and I are doing some other ventures. One is called Freedom Foods. If you see it on there, that is something him and I are working on. And it has paused as I've relaunched this podcast and have some personal changes in my life. And anyone who's paid attention to any of the podcasts over the last year knows my life is completely upside down and different now. And I do live in Nashville. So everything is crazy. So Mark is a, is a great business partner, and one of the reasons I've asked him to come back on is he's been patient and understanding and understands a long-term vision for us to get good foundation to build something in the future. But the reason he understands that is because he's an entrepreneur himself, and he's had ups and downs in his life himself where he's had to balance out himself. So I've asked Mark to get back on. We're going to sort of retell his story. You can go back and listen to part one. It's episode 186 if you want to go back and listen to it. So um, anyone who wants to do that, you're welcome to do that. But Mark, how are you doing today? Um, we're about to be in the holidays. So how is that affecting your business, I guess, also? So let's talk about how you are and let's talk about how the holidays affects the direct-to-consumer food business or meal business, I should say. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, well, thank you very much for having me, Justin. Uh, it's always a, always a pleasure to be here. And to talk with you guys so and, and to share share with everybody else so so i appreciate you and appreciate what you guys are doing and with this podcast and everything else that uh we you and i got going on so i think it's 
it's the right thing and it's everything's moving in the, in the right direction. So, so thank you for everything you do as well. Um, <clears throat> to answer the question, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a chef by trade and I've been in the industry for 20 plus years and, you know, with, you know, what I do right now is fit tracks. That's our, our main focus currently right now, um, which is a direct to consumer, um, meal business. So everything is prepackaged, um, individually portioned. We do, you know, bulk items, uh, by the pound and then, you know, kind of bringing on new products and new, um, items as well. So, um, we're always changing, we're always integrating, we're always kind of listening to our customers, what they want. So it's kind of just, a an ongoing building and constant, um, paying attention to it and, and really, you know, not staying stagnant, you know, you want to make sure you're always kind of always, always uh, integrating and always leveling up and always, you know, bringing things on, changing things out. If something's not working, you know, change it quicker than sooner than later. Um, so that's something that we are we're always working on. We're always improving both, you know, personally and then with my team and then also with our customers and, and how we operate. So, um, and then, you know, one thing with, with the, the current industry right now that we're seeing the trends, um, you know, this trend of, you know, food delivery, you know, instant gratification and wanting, you know, the consumers wanting the product now quick, you know, the faster we can get it to them, the better. And so that's, you know, the industry of prepared meals or a prepared food, whatever that may be, whatever concept, I think, I don't think that's going anywhere. I think that's only going to grow um, within, you know, the world really. And so uh, that's just how with technology and people just getting busier in their daily, day-to-day -day lives and, and what we're, you know, taking on. And, but then also people realizing that, you know, their time is important and, what they do with their time is important and, and where do they want to spend their time? You know, is it with, is it working? Is it with family? Is it with friends? Is it do, getting, going out on a hike or doing things outdoors? And so um, a lot of people aren't, that's where you're seeing a lot of people like, Hey, I just want the a quick meal, um, you know, grab and go stuff or what can I get now that's fresh? It's organic. That's healthy. Um, and, and, and it's enjoyable, you know, not to say that the restaurants aren't going to thrive. They're still going to be strong and stronger than ever, you know, for sure. Um, so that, you know, that's there, but when the, on the side that we're at with the manufacturing and, and product development and stuff like that, that's kind of what we're seeing. So. Very, it's very cool how we've literally out of nowhere. I mean, I guess it's over the last 10 years seen a direct to consumer meal business sort of pop up and then you know and then covid helped it but it also hurt it because deliveries are so bad and you're having so many issues with getting deliveries to consumers and using ups fedex things like that can you talk about that like what was that like during covid trying to get deliveries out the door and then what is it like now are you seeing improvement are you struggling there like is there any hope that that gets better, that our packages come a little bit better? Are you seeing that our food's being delivered better? So um, I guess that's the question. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, 
in the beginning of at least, and this is kind of from my perspective, right? So in the beginning, it was a struggle. It was a, how do you do it? How do you get it out there? What, what is the process, you know, kind of learning it and developing as we go. Um, and again, going back to my earlier comment, we're always integrating. We're always trying to figure out how can we do this better? Um, you know, so for example, we started working, you know, with just doing door, you know, door deliveries to people's homes and doorstep deliveries. So, and okay, what do you do? Well, you get in the car and you drive, right? And so that's how you kind of, we started. And then it's okay, that's, we're getting too busy. We need to do something else. Okay, hire, you know, a college kid to kind of come in and help out, you know, Pam, Pam well, and, and, you know, kind of teach them, coach them, and then they want to do more. And like, how can we help? Hey, I have this idea, Mark, of doing, what if we did it this way? Awesome. Let's try that out. You know, so always, you know, you know, coaching, but also leading, but then also, you know, listening is a big part of it too. Listening to what other people are saying, what works for them. Um, and, you know, and then we kind of brought in UPS and FedEx and other bigger, bigger, bigger companies to help with our shipping. Um, and that, and that was a whole different world, right? And, you know, everything from holding a massive inventory to, of all of our shipping liners and containers and just the, the packaging itself. Um, to then how does it get to the customer? What's the process? How are the, how are the meals? How's the food going to look when it, when a customer opens it? Cause that's, we we'll always look at, at the very end. So I started with, you know, re reverse engineering our whole customer experience, right? So if you look at that whole process from a customer eating it, what do they do before that? Okay. Or, they got to put it in the microwave. Okay. Before that, they got to pull it out of the fridge before that, you know, it comes into the box on their doorstep. They got to open that box. What's that whole entire experience, every little detail. And then, and then, you know, doing test runs, doing sample runs, you know, I sent them to myself, my parents, friends, and asked them to, and gave them a checklist, right. Of like, Hey, here's things that I want either pictures of or in your notes, like, and so that helped us really kind of dial in and, really hone the skills and what was important to one, the customer, but then also how our product, like what do we need to do on our, on the product side to make it better. Right. So that's where we kind of got into, you know, the, the shipping world and how we are continuously growing it, but then, and then scaling that too. And what works. Okay. If that what works right now, shipping doorstep, with utilizing UPS, FedEx, and those other delivery services, um, that we're seeing a huge um, upflow on all that too. So, and I mean, I agree with that. I think we're starting to see a lot more meals, and I think the the bulk is one of the things. And I know you're working with athletes and stuff on this, and we I would like to talk about that as well, and, and sort of give a plug there and the athletes that you're working with and the people you're working with on social media, because I think it's important in the CrossFit space that you're also working in to really highlight that because this is important for athletes and we're seeing professional athletes that CrossFit, they perform at a, the highest balanced level of human performance that you can imagine. I don't know how to describe it. You know, my previous stepdaughter, Zoe and her, her, future husband 
John, they do this, okay? And the amount that they exercise and perform and worry about balancing out their entire body to be able to perform the diversity of movements and randomness of those movements, it's a lot like other sports. There's randomness and you never know what to expect, so you're always training. But there's randomness every day and it, it, it requires this type of food. So because a meal is usually not enough, a normal human meal, they have to get bigger volume. So I love this. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about that relationship and and the bulk foods or or the direction you're going and some of the athletes that you're working with. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So the the bulk the bulk items, which is basically everything. You know, we use all of our same proteins, whether it be you know the non-GMO chicken to grass-fed organic beef to sustainable seafood to our organic produce and um, carb sources like jasmine rice and those things and sweet potatoes. Uh, what we decided a while back because we were getting a lot of people to, you know, hey, we wanted you to create our custom meal plan or create this meal plan for me. They're being very specific with their with their uh, like the weights per person and you know that just seemed like a lot and, and a lot of headaches and having to deal with each and every individual customer um, individually now we still we still work with our customers on, on those things for sure but to put it into something that we can scale and develop into a, a successful model um, what we decided to do was just package all of our proteins and vegetables and everything like that into bulk two pound one to two pound bags um that's all vacuum sealed and um processed that way and so basically that allows the consumer to um be more creative on what they want to do they can weigh out their their proteins and their 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 vegetables and their carbs however they need to um with their weights right and so uh, we've seen a huge success on that side and that's like um, it's allowing them to uh, them save time on the shopping, the cooking, the prepping, the dishes. Um, and all they got to do is open up a bag, you know, take some scissors, cut up this bag open of grilled diced chicken breast, weigh it out to what they need, put it in a bowl or if they're doing meal prepping for a couple of days. And then there they go. They have all their meal prep done still within minutes um, at a fraction of the cost and the time that it would normally take someone um, hours to do on a, uh, a Sunday or a day during the week. And so, um, again, solving the problem of convenience and, you know, saving time and saving money and, and with fresh, you know, chef prepared meals that are, you know, developed and with nutritionist backgrounds and everything too. So, um, and then, yeah, going into the athletes, you know, we do work with several, uh, professional athletes to local athletes that are, you know, in the, the high school college range. Um, all the way to the pros and, you know, within CrossFit, within, you know, um, we've got some NFL football players as well. And then, you know, just kind of, you know, soccer players, you know, up here. Um, and it's, they're seeing that success both with the regular meals, utilizing that, but then also utilizing the bulk a la carte items um, and just seeing the amount of food because it's a lot of food. These, these professional athletes, you know, intake and so if they want to keep up with the training and the you know the levels that they need to be performing at you know nutrition is such a huge part of it and i think it's something that has become more aware in the last several years that 
you know, the, not only the amount of food that you need to eat with its whole foods, especially um, less processed foods and, you know, organic, but then, you know, the volume in an entire day, you know, they're hitting anywhere from 5,000 plus calories a day, you know, um, let alone, I think I heard something about uh, yeah, that Olympic swimmer that had to take in like 5,000 calories a, a per meal, you know, or something, there's something crazy like that. And it's just like, man, that's a lot of, it's a lot of food if you're to do that in a whole food. Right. And so, yeah. And I agree with you. That's a lot of whole food, like a lot of vegetables, a lot of starch, a lot of like whole potatoes. We're talking about here, whole green beans, whole meats. We're not, we're talking not non-processed here. And, and you want the whole thing because when your body breaks it down, it just gets more out of it because it's breaking it down. You're not breaking up all those mus those fibers or muscle fibers or everything like that when you're doing it. And thus, you aren't distorting all of it. I don't know how to explain it, but that's basically what it is. And and when you're cooking it properly and you're not overcooking it or you're not doing it what Mark's doing when he's delivering it is, he's making sure all that stuff stays intact. And it's also being being chilled properly and then sent. He's also making sure all that stuff stays suspended temporarily so the athletes are getting it. And I think there's no better delivery system than making sure you have the animal protein and the animal fats with a, a healthy starch and a healthy vegetable, and that's the way your body's delivering for performance. So I love this topic, and I agree there's a lot there, and I think CrossFit athletes particularly have latched onto this, and there's a lot of athletes out in the world, I believe, that are watching what they eat, and now even you know, entrepreneurs and musicians and, you know, everyday people who are starting to realize that it takes a proper balance of the mind, the body, the soul, you know, or the brain, the heart, the body and the spirit, you know, so there's things like that, that we just need to think about and CrossFit and eating properly or getting meal programs like Mark's are essential for that. Like, and so, um, is there anything you want to add on to the athlete piece, Mark, or the way you guys do your food and why you choose the food you choose based on the human body? Um, yeah, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, I think it's kind of like, it's a simple formula, right? It's, you put in what you're going to, you know, you're going to, put in what you want to put out right so if you're going to put the top quality ingredients or if you want to put out the top quality performance you need to make sure you're putting in that equal amount of quality you know food and nutrition so whether it's whether you are using a, a protein powder or something like that you know make sure it's a high quality protein powder you know if you're going to eat you know foods you know make sure you're putting the best possible foods in there that's why when i started this i didn't you know as a chef food is important to me and making sure it tastes good is important to me, but also the nutritional background. Right. And so if you're an athlete out there, just, I just want to, you know, make sure that, and that's, what's important to us is that we're putting in organic, sustainable, you know, grass fed, you know, we're hitting all those check boxes because we're going to start with the best product. And so, and that's going to go all the way through even our cooks, our chef team, you know, as we're treating the product, we're still treating it with, the utmost respect and utilization so that we're retaining all that nutritional content um, all the way to the end product. So I think it's just super important to always be, you know, making, you know, assessing just like your workouts, you know, assessing the stuff that you're putting into your body and what are your goals, you know, 
are you going to throw down a pizza or a couple Big Macs um, because you, you won the game today? Or are you going to go right back and, and continue with your staying disciplined at putting, you know, the nutrition into your body? So those are the separators, right? And so just like we were talking before uh, we started recording on our previous conversation, it's those are the important things that are, that's the separator between the successful ones and the non-successful ones. So, um, I'm going to, yeah. and I'm going to point this out too. Um, I'm going to talk about this holistically, uh, with you, Mark, because I think it's important and I'm going to tie it into the mental piece side of this that we're talking about and, and you and I doing Arite and, and reflecting back on Nashville Arite. Um, so that I'm going to take the conversation in that direction because I think it's important. I think it's important that you and I give praise to what Arite and Andy Frisella and Ed Milet are doing and, and the group of us entrepreneurs that are in there and what we're trying to do for the world. I think it's important we talk about that. But one of the things I want to talk about what you just said, and I find it so interesting because it's a weird thing and I don't know why, but in our 20s, even though I'm working hard and I'm not going out and I'm concentrating on the businesses we're building and by my like mid to late 20s, we started building multiple businesses onto food service partners, uh, you know, uh, restaurant construction and restaurant consulting and restaurant equipment and supplies and distribution of food and, and things like soups into restaurants and diversified quite a bit immensely in POS systems into restaurants and POS systems on the iPads. And one of the things I will say that happened is there was a major transition when I turned 30 years old. I don't know why it was actually right before I turned 31, maybe about like interesting August is like this weird month that converts me. When I go through transition, August is the big month for it, it happens every time. And, um, so it's like coming in August, I'm like, okay, what transformation is possibly around the corner? But it's a trajectory change, not a transformation. I should be specific. But the thing about it is when we're young, we don't see that everyone's like FOMO. We're fear of missing out and going with our friends. And we have this wanting to be best friends with someone and have that best friend for life. And we have these ideas in our head and we have these ideas as being entrepreneurs and I've really spent a lot of time thinking about this, particularly over the last five months and, and you know, and also talking to the right people, understanding myself more, growing as a human. We all know how we do that. I don't need to be specific in many, many different ways, entrepreneurs, mentors, therapists, family, whoever you need to, friends, um, making new friend groups, whatever it is, that's how you grow. But we understand something at 30 years old that we need discipline in life always. And I had a lot of it instilled with me beforehand, okay? So I was just at an advantage. I played sports. Mark has a similar background, sports, Eagle Scouts, Justin Sports, travel for soccer, good education, running businesses and mowing lawns at a very young age and understanding money and the way it works, okay? So the thing about it is, is everyone else tends to hit this weird transition that I hit in my mid 20s, like to early 20s of being an entrepreneur and having a business like sort of pop out of family basement at 18 years old. And, um, and what happens is we suddenly realize what Mark talked about, which is discipline, consistency in life. And I just did a post on this for my birthday it's similar, and I talk about the five things of God's plan, but 
the, I'm ta- those five things are consistent in my life every day. I do them every day. They are my five task lists of my power list or of my task list for my personal development every day. It's not 75 hard. That's a different list. Okay, that's personal development, but different list. Okay, so like it's things like this that we often wait or we life does it for us as we get in our 30s those of us who it does it for or those of us who can do it for ourselves we're lucky most of the population i would say doesn't have this transition because they don't realize the door that opens is that truly successful individuals truly successful individuals and people that wait for their life and to get married in the right relationships and people have the each person has their own good foundation it happens as you go into your 30s. It's a very attractive period. And you let go of what happens in your 20s. And one of the things that I will say is I've transitioned in my life and I'm around a lot of entrepreneurs and musicians and athletes like because I've the way I've circled myself and, and what I'm attracted to and the people that are in my similar space trying to make their life as an entrepreneur or similar lifestyle is that this. We waste so much energy in our 20s chasing friendships, chasing parties, chasing the nights out, chasing the FOMO, you don't remember. And I know our parents told us this, and you're like, whatever, we're different. We're not different. And because we post on Instagram doesn't mean we're not going to archive it five years from now when we're like, we need to update our Instagram because our personal brand needs a new awakening because we've changed our trajectory and we no longer go out and party like that, or we're not a party girl or a party guy, or I'm in a serious relationship. I don't want them knowing about all the the people I was out all the time. Like we just, we get so attached to these things and we get so attached to what happens and we don't want to miss out that we actually miss the education, the experience and the real relationships and that we should be looking for core values in our friends and core values in the relationships that we seek in our 20s and not wait until our 30s or 40s to do it when we all realize maybe we made a mistake or maybe we didn't seek the right things or we're stuck in our situation. Okay, because that's the important thing. If I could say one thing as being an entrepreneur and anyone who's listening out there, you have to, have to, have to. If you want to succeed and you want your life not to be disturbed and up and down and hard relationships and divorce, believe me, I've been through them. The key is the core value thing in the other humans, your business partners, your friends, and your relationships. So um, sexual romantic, loving, intimate, whatever you want to call it, but it's important. So Mark, let's talk about Arate. Let's talk about, you've been in it for roughly four years. Um, What do you feel that you've grown out of? I was going to start by saying how I've grown, but I've already just did the commentary. So I'm going to give it to you is what are the things that the group has grown the most for you? Like I want to give them a plug because they've moved mountains for me um, and, and helped me swim shark-infested waters. So what is it that it's done for you? Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> um, a multiple multiple things for sure. Um, definitely, you know, it, for me, it's being a part of a community that was like-minded individuals who are driven who are business owners or entrepreneurs um, that it's you know we're all helping each other we're all there to help each other succeed and and win we're all trying to create wins and you know just like any team 
you can't win by yourself. So having that network of people to help support you, to cheer you on, to, you know, whether it's personal or, or business related, you know, the group is super supportive and all of that. So, um, and, you know, and finding people that you work with, you know, I, I think everybody on my, you know, from accounting to digital marketing, to emails, to, you know, website development, I'm yeah, pretty certain. Yep. Everybody's, I just had to do a quick one through my head, but everybody in there is from Arte and it's, it's just taking those relationships and talking with people and developing, you know, like that the systems and learning from them, especially for me with, you know, you know, starting a business, um, you know, pre COVID, but really kind of taking it and, um, taking the lessons that we learned from Andy and Ed, uh, you know, the leaders there to, from leadership to, you know, marketing to sales to, I, you know, I didn't know how to do all that stuff. I'm a chef, Justin, like, come on, like you want, you want some good food. I'll cook you some good food. And, you know, with, you know, I have leadership skills from, you know, I'm an Eagle Scout and was raised in a family of leaders. So I've always had that as a, as a growing up, but taking it into building a team, building, you know, the systems and all that stuff, like, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the help or at least as fast and as quick without the help of the, the, the coaches and also the, the, the people, the members in the group either too. So, yeah, I want to expand upon this because it's interesting. My experience, when you said the thing about you were a chef and you had to learn the business, it's interesting because my experience is, has been the opposite. Like a lot of people, like the musicians or the athletes, like I had a skill in soccer. Like I didn't, but business like was my skill and is my skill. And being an entrepreneur is the skill that I developed when, and food just happened to be the way that I, um, expressed it would be the word I would use and for you food is in chef was your calling and business is the way that you express it and and so the way Arate worked for both of us was very different for me it was I could handle business like no problem like I'm good at it I I've uh, by sheer needing to bounce around the company and build departments as we grew and grow individuals because no one else was willing to or any partners that I had were unwilling to, I learned all the weird part of the businesses. Like 15 years ago or even five years ago, maybe, and we started this podcast four years ago, just keep that in mind, I'm saying five years ago, I don't think I would have been caught dead really public speaking in the way that I do or on the podcast. Like I did it and I, I did it internally and I did it when people asked me to for their businesses or vendors or in New York for a favor for someone, but I never took it on the way that I did now. And for some reason, Arate unlocked a confidence in me. And coupled with, I also just started 75 hard the first time along with it. And I removed alcohol from my life completely you know, and I had only drinking like 30, maybe 40 sometimes in my 30s, actually, um, as I was going through, like leaving that out, as I just talked about the discipline thing, and, and it was holding me back, and it was holding back my routine, it was holding back my momentum, and my discipline, regardless of whatever effect it had on me, alcohol does that it, it to us, that's what happens, and I'm not going to get, I'm going to upset people in alcohol companies, I'm not saying don't drink, I'm sure there's healthy ways to do it without getting 
intoxicated or healthy ways to do it without it disrupting your life or having it be the reason you go out. Like, okay, I'm a friend. I can eat with you over cookies or alcohol. That's what at... Um, or tea or coffee or I'm confident enough no matter what that I don't need alcohol to turn on my superpower okay that's just I'm just going to say it that way and what Arate also taught me was the ability to use my voice and the true impact and influence that I have as an entrepreneur and a business person while I've always known it and I've always wanted to pollinate the world positively as we talk about on the podcast. I have a honeybee tattoo specifically for that because I've always known from the moment I'm born that I'm here to, po- to pollinate the world positively. Arate just was able to turn up the characteristics that were already there and I had already developed over a lifetime at a rate that I can't even imagine. And while I don't have this specific skill like Mark talks about, like there's tons of entrepreneurs that take specific skills and then turn them into business, my specific skill was how to build a business and scale it rapidly to handle, at that time, 9,500 meals a day within no time you know, in Southern California. So like, and being a part of that and understanding what that was and and building infrastructure and hierarchy and job descriptions and how to handle HR and then marketing and then transportation. So what Arate did for me in, and also what going back and getting a graduate degree interestingly did for me was I already understood all the business, but I went back and got a business degree because it allowed me to travel the world and study business and build relationships on a global scale with people to grow a business globally or, or understand what it's like to do a global business and expose myself to the world. But and Arate is doing that now. Interestingly, as it goes international, I'm getting a lot of exposure to a lot of international members, which I love. I think it's essential to spread entrepreneurism, free market, and freedom. Okay, that's why on the podcast, we're highlighting a lot of the American dream right now, three episodes so far. And so all of that in me and the warrior that's in me and the person that believes in democracy and believes that on a global scale, humans should have this type of freedom and right to entrepreneurism, it awoke in that in me. And so while I feel like I've had a uber successful life, once I got into Arate, it really humbled me. I mean, I was already pretty humble, but it humbled me in a way that gave me a purpose and an understanding that I'm not alone in, in the way that I feel and that I'm not alone in that I have such large dreams and I want to make such huge impact in the world from the day I was born. From the minute I made the first dollar, I'm like, holy crap, I like that I can help someone. They're happy about it and they pay me for it. Holy crap. And if I do a really good job, they every once in a while give me extra money because like, oh my God, you've done a really good job consistently over the last 12 times you've mowed our lawn. Here's like 25 extra bucks for Christmas. Fuck yeah, dude. So it's like that. And so Arate reestablished those core values in me and and reinforced them in a way that I that wasn't there that I didn't know about because I didn't have the mentorship and coaching on that side. While well, I learned business and I learned infrastructure and I learned every nook and cranny, I didn't understand the soft side of business as much that they don't teach you in school. And that was really huge for me. So um, Mark, I'm going to move on to a question within the Arate thing. Let's talk about the Arate Summit because we both went to Nashville. Um, I thought it was huge. And um, 
here and there we were both hesitant about going and you encouraged me to go and you're like we need to do this and I'm glad I did obviously um I'm so happy I did and it'll like it changed my trajectory of my life forever but what do you think is the benefit of both being in a group that meets three times a week for um I'll call it training you know um motivation or education and then can meet anytime you want because there's a lot of subgroups and sub videos specific topics but you're also getting the networking and the summits that are like a huge value add if you really go into them and people know who you are by the time you get there can we talk about that yeah for sure um for me the the summit was it was an important part of of everything which is like one, it's, I knew I was going to be so surrounded by the people who, I, you know, I call them my people because it's, it's just like-minded uh, individuals. And so being surrounded by them basically for 72 hours straight of just, you know, either meeting with them, doing workshops, you know, you and me, we, we spent a lot of time together um, as well. And just like talking like big vision stuff personal stuff or how to develop new things and meeting new people and networking and but knowing that everybody is there not for themselves but for others like we're here to help all of our customers and help everybody win so how can i help you justin how can i help you create wins how can i help you know Ari over here make wins what can i do to help provide value to all of them and so again just being a being with the the like-minded people but then also just the you know the intensity of of the the actual you know big summit itself when everybody's in one room the energy the the speakers that are there um for me it was kind of a bring back to the you know because i'm so fucking busy that you know sometimes i lose a little bit of momentum here or, you know, forget, you know, where I'm headed and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And so, you know, I always think about it in the back of my head, but that realization of what we're really here for, what the meaning of what fit tracks is here to do, what, you know, freedom foods is here to do and the mission and, and why it's really the why. And so, um, for me, it was a, like, a recentering, but then also, you know, a kick in the butt of what I need to do, what, what I was lacking and what, you know, the steps that I need to make sure that I take in my day-to-day, um, duties and discipline, uh, to make sure that I'm continuing down the path of, of creating, um, what we're doing here. So, um, that was my main takeaways and, and the reason why I went there and, you know, try to get everybody that I can that I know that's either in the group or outside of the group being like, Hey, you should do this. You should do this. Hey, we need to go. Like, trust me, it's going to be such an, an inspirational thing, but also a motivator. And so, um, yeah, that's, it's been a, a an awesome group to be a part of and continue. So, yeah. And I want to, I'm going to expand upon what you said, which is the coming to Nashville here or wherever the next event is. I think I also committed to do another sub event, which I'm really excited about these that are developing where we get more time with everyone is that the networking that happened, the, I agree with you, the like-minded people, the being able to see everything. 
one of the things I really got out of it is that like the choices we make made don't actually anchor us to our future. We can unmake those choices. And even as an entrepreneur, we make mistakes sometimes. And even though it makes us money and we were taking care of everyone, it's okay to reverse that decision. Okay. That's the one thing. And I think the other part about it is that Arite that I really get out of it now, or even the summit is the drive for goodness as an entrepreneur. Like I've always seen it. And like I said, it was instilled in me, but there's a group of people to Mark's point that actually believe we can make a difference by being entrepreneurs, which we do. We, there's no other larger group that can fight the war for freedom and free market ever. And as food entrepreneurs, there's way more of us than anyone else in the world on the entrepreneur side of things. So if you take like the world's like 10% of the world's entrepreneurs, like we're a good 85% hands freaking down. No joke. You want to be on our team. We win. Okay, because we're the largest concentration of the population that's actually growing people and creating jobs in the world. And so that's where Arite and latching on to individuals that are outside industries and working with them like Mark's doing, it's not only we believe in business with each other, it's not only do we make money off each other or support each other's family. No, we believe in the same cause and we're moving mountains by doing business with each other, okay? And here's what I'm going to say. There are religious groups that do this. And once the money comes in, they keep the money within their groups. Okay. That's not what Arite is. But what I am saying is if you want to make a difference, it's better to do business with people that are like-minded because as you grow each other, your messages get louder and what you stand for and the people that work for you and the core values you instill in them get larger. And that's what Arite told me also. It's not worth just chasing the money. It's actually worth chasing doing business with someone that has your same core values. Even though it may take longer, even though it may take longer for you to have the children that you want or whatever, don't rush the relationship. Don't rush the business relationship. Okay. Same thing goes for both. And that's what Arite taught me. It also taught me that it's about what's actually inside the humans totally and, and whether or not you can do business with them or be partners with them. And I highlighted it before, but once I got to air at the summit, because I haven't been in three years, like the last one I was at was in St. Louis in November of 2019. It reminded me and being around it was like, I do belong here. And there is a group of people like me that do believe like, for lack of a better word, we're doing God's work in bettering the world. Okay. And for me, that's huge because I have great purpose in it. And I think to Mark's point also is you get immersed by and hear speakers that you would have never heard or even know existed in the world. Like I still remember the coffee bean thing. Like it's just so ingrained in my head that I'd rather be a coffee bean and change the water around me for the better than be a carrot and get soggy from the water and make it discolored and, and become weak and soft and not become an egg where the water doesn't change, but I become hard and hard shelled and, and, and not soft. So like there's this thing there that as entrepreneurs that we're actually the coffee beans, like we go into water and we change it and maybe it gets a little muddier and a little, <laughs> a little murkier, but it's because we're creating jobs and momentum and energy within the water. And we're becoming a part of it and immersing ourselves in it. And if we do it properly and we're actually an entrepreneur, we're doing it positively and we're making impact and influence. So 
I don't know, Arate just reinforced that to me when I needed it the most. It was later in my life. I wish I wasn't so late in life before I figured all this stuff out. It's never too late, um, but it has impacted my relationships and it has impacted my businesses and it has got me to a point where I'm willing to restart my entire life to make sure that I have the right core values in it for the next remainder of my life and I have the right relationships and the right people in my life that match those core values and I have the right business partners that match those as well, which is why Mark and why Arate and why over the last five months, the transition's been like, okay, I have these tools that were instilled in me the last four years. I can do this. I'm not gonna be afraid of this. I'm an entrepreneur. So what if it's starting all over? Like, so, like, I just have to do it and I have to fight my way through it. No different than a boxer trying to recreate themselves or an athlete that has to get up from an injury and rebuild so they can play again. So Arate taught me that. So thank you, Mark, for that. Let's talk about what it actually means to be, mm, how do I talk about this? What does it actually mean to you to be an entrepreneur? Like, if you were to truly define it, what were the words you would use? Because I think a lot of people throw the word out there. I just think from Arte, maybe we define it a little differently. What's the, uh, how would you describe it? What would you say it means to you? Oh man. Um, entrepreneur is, or entrepreneurship, I think is, uh, that's a good question. Um, and it's sometimes it's, it's hard to really nail down a good, uh, definition of it because I think obviously everybody has a, their own definition but I believe entrepreneurship is working together to um, solve problems and you know create solutions for for whatever the, the issue at hand is you know whether it's you know having a tough time to uh, for an example like having a tough time getting a product to a customer with you know, how can you, maybe it's creating a new delivery system to, that's going to be better than um, a UPS or better than, a, you know, some of the more local, you know, Ubers or something like that, you know. So I think it's, um, you know, cr creating, not being, um, to man, it's hard to say, but being able to be comfortable with being uncomfortable um, constantly, but also, knowing that what you're doing is um, you, there, you have a bigger mission, a bigger dream that you're, you're chasing and your goals. I mean, being goal driven, you have to be goal driven. And, and so it's not always just dreams, it's goals and actually creating and taking action. So a lot of people that, you know, I, I feel like I run into that, you know, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, but are you, or are you a self-employed, just small business owner? Because to me, that's not, entrepreneurship you know that's you're supporting your lifestyle and that's it you know whereas you know the difference different people have a massive vision of what they're doing you know we're trying to change food and culture and the way people eat and how are we going to do that you know um creating those problems um and, and then solving them because and then there's because it's a bigger it's a bigger issue than just you know what your small time you know, things are. And so, um, I, but I think it's also, there's many things that go into it and it's, you know, you have a team, you know, always looking out for your team, your, you know, your, whether they're the staff or your family, you know, you got to support them. And so always being on, 
you know, top of the mission and mission driven and, you know, making sure your goals are clearly outlined and, and share them with people too. That's important. You know, we started doing that with our, our weekly meetings with our internal team of, you know, sharing what the goals are for everybody and creating um, that momentum and, and rooting everybody, whether it's a personal goal like for themselves or a, something they want to accomplish in the, in the work. So as an entrepreneur, you want to always be driving and, and chasing the, the, the goals and the mission, but also, you know, leading by example and um, working with your team to always be better, always improve. And so that's, you know, something that I kind of honed a lot of, a lot in there. And so working with them to always make sure that they have everything that they need to, to be successful and the support that they have. And so um, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a hard job. It's a tough job. It takes a lot of work, a lot of discipline, but it's also one of the most fulfilling and rewarding, I believe. So I agree with you. The risk definitely matches the reward if you're willing to stick it out in the long term. And a lot of people quit before the long term miracle. And sometimes it takes 25 years. Sometimes it takes five years. It's just the way it is, guys. And it depends on your learning curve. And it depends on whether or not you have distractions and disruptions. Okay. And um, I agree. There's sole proprietors, as Mark called them, like small businesses. And then there's entrepreneurs. And we confuse them a lot. And I will say the other thing that I will clarify is entrepreneurs are some, someone or a human that's built something, number one. It's not just started something, but it's built something. And number two, it's you've actually created jobs of value that make impact and fulfill dreams, not just your dream, not just your dreams. And I think that that's part of understanding entrepreneurism is you want to grow, you want the people within your business to grow because you know that as they grow, they lift you up and you grow too. And they rise the water so all the ships in the water rise. And it's a just, we throw this word around so much as entrepreneurs. I know it's part of the podcast and I have a lot of entrepreneurs on the podcast, but I will tell you guys just by the sheer fact that someone, the people that don't argue with me or don't, the humans that don't argue with me or the, the quote unquote non-entrepreneurs, I'll call them non-entrepreneurs. If you're an entrepreneur, you understand that by being on the podcast that you're benefiting the world long after you're gone. And that's also the point of your business. And it's the weird switch. Do you want to be an entrepreneur or not? It's not about, oh, I want to go make money and I want to like that. No, it's you want to provide real solutions, solve real problems, find joy in it, and the money's the trophy. And so I think that that's what Mark's point is, and then take care of the people that are doing it, and then spread that, scale that solution to solve that problem so you keep growing, everyone. That's real. And I love it. So I think your answer was awesome, Mark. The, the next thing I'm gonna talk about is where, where did you get your inspiration from? Like, you, as a chef, as an entrepreneur, like, who do you look up to? Are there still people that sort of you're like, that's a person I want, I mentor them and I want to take those skills and make it part of my repertoire or part of my arsenal. Um, you know, how did that happen? I mean, yeah, I, mine was, I was an entrepreneur from birth. You were sort of a chef, um, from birth for lack of a better term and discovered entrepreneurism. So where, I mean, what inspires you now? Who, um, and where did it come from originally? 
Yeah. Um, so I guess as a young chef growing up, you know, I started as a dishwasher. And so, but I always loved food. I always loved cooking, um, whether it was with my, my grandpa that's, or grandma. And, you know, within Scouts is kind of where I really found that love and passion for cooking. But, um, you know, my dream as a young, young chef, inspiring chef was to own a restaurant. And to do that, you know, I knew that I needed to gain the skills and surround myself with the best chefs. So I made it a mission to, I made it a mission to myself of saying, Hey, I'm going to go wherever I go. I'm going to work for the best chef in that field, whether it was an Italian or like an Italian restaurant or, you know, learning an Asian restaurant or, you know, Pacific Northwest, which is kind of a mix of a couple of different cultures. And so that's, and, and why do, do you work so for the best? Just out of curiosity, I'm, why, why specifically the best? Um, because I, because they're leading the industry. They, if I want to be the best, I need to be trained by the best. And it makes no sense of going to work with somebody who's to me, who's, who's not going to help improve my skills and, and hone my skills. Um, so it's kind of like, like why would I go take a business class at a college from a professor who's never run a business before? Oh, yes. And there is the topic. We're going to talk about that. You hit the nail on the head on that one, but go on. <laughs> you know, it's it's simple. It's like, hey, why would I go learn from this person if they've never fucking done it? Okay, simple answer right there. You know, why am I learning, you know, if I want to learn something in real estate or something, I'm going to go learn from somebody who's fucking doing it and who's showing it right and taking action and so and they're living it right and so and they have something to give or if i want you know we work a lot with personal trainers i can i can pick all these personal trainers out there but if i want to learn you know um you know crossfit or get hone in on you know calisthenics or something i know who i want to go work with because they're the best right um in, in in my opinion and so as a chef that was something that i you know if I want to go learn Italian cooking and work for one of the best restaurants, I went to Cafe Juanita, which is a restaurant over here, and they're very well-known, you know, high-end Italian restaurant. Um, and the chef and owner is is an amazing um, businesswoman and chef, and you know, uh, you know, as well as you know, other restaurants I've gone to, and so it's um, multiple. Um, you know, if I want to like if I want to learn catering, I worked for a large catering company out in this, in this, um, in the, the Seattle area, Lisa Dubar catering. And that was, you know, learning to cook still utilize on massive scale, but utilizing the techniques and the right cooking, you know, patterns and following recipes and all that stuff. And then just, you know, working with larger teams. And so, um, and still to this day, a great friend of mine and, and mentor. And so those relationships, I always want to keep them close and my mentors and my friends, you know, are kind of now the same in the chef industry. So, and then always growing those, you know, and so, um, as you know, I always look up to, you know, the chefs that I work with, um, my, my dad and my parents are, are huge supporters of me and I, I look at them, um, constantly, um, for motivation for, you know, my dad being, you know, 
leaving, you know, when I was a young kid, he, he was, you know, working in, you know, the, the finance business and, and then seeing him leave and go on his own and, and, and make it, you know? And so that was, he's a huge supporter of me. Um, both my parents, obviously, but you know, they're both, both married, um, you know, together. And so watching that connection, that partnership during the process is a huge, is a huge, uh, um, motivation for me to, to be the best and what I do, um, both in business and in personal development and, you know, relationships. Right. And so, um, those are, and then, you know, of course, like our leaders in Arte, Andy Frisella, Ed Milet have been a huge support, um, and, and growth for me, um, as well. So it's, so, you know, keeping those relationships and then everybody I meet, you know, along the way is also, it's just awesome networking, you know, getting to know people in the industry, outside of the industry. Um, you know, how can I help people that are in the finance industry? How can I help people over that have nothing to do with food? Right. But we always have something to give. So, um, I love this and I want to point something out because I get a lot of this in there and, or even with Arite, actually, it's like, Oh, you have to pay for it and they're making money and whatever. And you're trying to make money and consult and and I'm just like, it's so funny to me because you're missing what's going on. Actually, he, they are growing people. Therefore, they're growing to new levels because they're gaining new skills by growing people because you don't gain skills any other way other than by growing other individuals. That's Mark's whole point about the business professor. Like, I agree with Mark, okay? And I will fully admit this on on the air. Like, I graduated college, undergraduate. Like, mind you, I'm, I'm like involved in a business and futures partners is started by now and I'm trying to play soccer because I have this idea in my head I could still be an athlete an entrepreneur and complete school bad idea but I still did it and try to be in a fraternity of all things like really for like monumental things and travel uh tried to do the work and learned side skills um while I was doing all of it because my parents instilled me okay we're going to do this business and I had a lot of coaching my father involved and and business partners and they all taught me but I needed skills like plumbing and and service and food so I learned all those too so I got a 2.2 GPA by the time I graduated from a liberal arts school it wasn't outstanding but part of the problem was I will be honest wasn't only that I was busy because sometimes I would get into a business class and I'm experiencing business hands-on mind you I'm working trying to work jobs I'm trying to work this company and, and do the accounting and do the work and the cost analysis and build systems along with my dad and his business partner, our business partner, I should say. And and we're trying to do all this. But the funny part is, is I would get into a class and I'd be like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do this because I, the, the guy's never run a business. It's completely obvious to me. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's weird that you pick that up, but you do once you're in the business. And yeah, like I said, yeah. r- especially running a business out of the basement where I was in such, my dad was my business partner. There's another business partner that was active. And then we had a couple of silence business partners that were investors to help us get it off the ground. But I was right there with my dad and on the phone with my dad and our other business partner all the time, always, even when I was at school. And so like I had a cell phone always that was with me. 
And so it's just like one of those things that if you want these dreams and you want the things to happen, you've also got to accept people are going to, and you're going to have to go through things that you don't like. And like, I had to try to not fail these classes where I knew the person was full of crap. And I had to somewhat chameleon my way through the experience where I was staying true to me and doing what the assignments were. But I knew deep down inside that he was probably doing damage to the class, or she, he, um, or they were you know, not true what they were saying. So, but I needed a good grade. And so a C was an acceptable grade when I couldn't believe what the person was saying. And I still to this day can remember those professors more that were wrong than were right. That's just the way it works. But the ones that were really, really, really right and made a huge, huge, huge influence. Yeah, I'll never forget them. So it's yeah. like one of those things where, of course, I remember the bad ones and I remember the good ones, some of them. And if you asked me their name, I would remember or what class they taught. But the ones that are in my mind daily, they were superstars that unlocked potential that really were out there in business and then came back in the world be like, OK, I can unlock human potential. I can grow humans. I can be a professor in that way. And they get it from that perspective. And that's a big difference. Um so that's just my two cents on that. And I did go back to graduate school where I learned that most of the professors had working experience and, and one even changed my life even more immensely when he basically unlocked this stupid thing in my head where he's like, yeah, the best thing to do is like, instead of trying to export the mosquito nets to foreign countries, just go over there and create the businesses and share in the, in the wealth and create entrepreneurism and then teach them how to make the mosquito nets and benefit from it by teaching them how to do business and then allowing them to benefit by owning part of that business as employees and producing the mosquito nets and then they produce the sub economies and i don't know it's so obvious right but i it wasn't obvious to me because i was in the middle of the forest looking at the tree which was the food business i was in the middle of and so it's things like that that's important that we go out and explore our life or we go into erite or we find the right mentors um, and we find the right people in the right space. We're in as an entrepreneur, I think education and being surrounded by peers in higher education can stump you a little bit, obviously, because you're looking at things through a rear view mirror and it's so analytical that you aren't seeing what's coming towards you because you're so busy looking backwards. That's the way I would describe it. It's not that it's bad. It's not like those lessons don't teach us stuff for the future. But the problem as an entrepreneur is you're facing backwards so hard that those lessons have already been learned and taught that's nowhere near the space you're in as an entrepreneur. You've got to be leading at the very tip of the world of business, at the very, very, very tip that cuts the flesh of like an arrow. That's the part that cuts the flesh. And the rest of the arrow just gets to ride through it. But the entrepreneur has to cut the flesh. Okay, that's the best way I would describe it. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's talk about one more thing, Mark, since we've got about 13 minutes left in our recording. So let's go back to how you tie all of this into the food and how you operate fit tracks, okay? And I'm gonna ask a question that leads into it, okay? Let's talk about your core values as a human because I brought them up a lot on this podcast. We bring them a lot as core essentials in businesses and we talk about them a ton in Arite. So, and I just brought up how I will never ever be in a relationship with someone that I'm not friends first and there's core values like questions galore let alone an intimate or loving or whatever relationship. So let's talk about your core values. 
Yeah. Well, I think <clears throat> the core values is is important in any um any you know business or or life, you know, and so and it's always something that you can you know always reflect back on and so it's it's important to have from maybe not day one but as you develop and as you grow um to to look at those core values and really what you really want to stand for and what um you want to um you want people to know like you as and so like you know we have our core values um, listed in our kitchen so that anytime a vendor or a customer or anybody comes in like they, they see it and they're like, man, like, that's awesome. I've had people, I can't tell you how many times I've seen, and this is something I've, we learned in RIT was to, you know, how to create core values and how to implement them. And, and, and everything is done by the core values. And so, um, and, and you can point them back to a core value, um, you know, like leading by example is one of our core values and why leading by example is so important. You know, if there's a piece of trash on the ground, you know, we're super, clean in our kitchen like being usda regulated um but also it's i've always it's kind of a pet peeve of mine so i make sure that our team knows and like that's something that we take serious and that everybody else takes serious too and so leading by example could be like hey if you see a piece of trash on the ground maybe someone missed the garbage can you pick it up you know you pick it up and then you know someone else will see you pick it up whether it was the person that maybe they didn't they they didn't notice that they missed the garbage can or something, um, and they they missed it. You know, they saw you pick it up. They're like, "Oh crap! I forgot to pick that up." Right. So, but they always know what, and I do it all the time. So I'm always, you know, leading by example is an example of one of our core values. And so, but having that, so that you can always point back to it and 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 drive the mission forward based on your core values of what you're you stand for. I think that's super important to have. And, and whether you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, or, or an entrepreneur, or whatever, you should still have your personal core values, you know. So, um, you know, you know, mine personal is, you know, always being honest, loyalty, um, staying humble, you know, and, 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 you know, being disciplined. So, you know, doing those things every day. And, making sure I, I do those daily and showing others that by leading by example, you can also create a, a healthy, successful life, you know, so. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and just so I put them out there, I mean, I mean, I'll give them one words, my core values. I'm obviously a very wordy person. So my core values are very wordy in my head and how I do them and how I put them into the Centurion Leadership Battalion or previously into FSP or how I do them now or what I'm rebuilding will be core values into better with bacon fat studios as we move the podcast thing forward and Mark and I do for freedom foods. I think one of the things that I, that I realize is positive ambition is hugely important and I have it. It's a core value of mine and I, and really if a person doesn't have it, it's hard for me. And like I, um, from a relationship standpoint, it's, I'm not even close to attracted to someone unless they have it now, whether Arate instilled that in me or life, I don't know yet, but like, it's one of those things where positive ambition, because that need to grow and grow others is hugely important to me, especially if you want to have children in this world and picking the right person, 
like and not just wanting to have children for the sake of having children and so it's things like that um uh i the other one compassion for me is a big one or empathy like being able to feel what other people feel um or understand what they're going through even though you may have not been through it you can visualize it and as an entrepreneur or a person like this is hugely important we use visualization to grow people we use visualization and goals to uh cast visions that don't even exist yet so it's no different than being able to imagine what it's like and triggering a feeling within us emotion inside ourselves that we relate to it which brings me to emotional intelligence and it was one of the hardest ones for me to learn like just get control of like the emotion of being in business and the reactionariness and the anger when things went bad and and things like that. So emotional intelligence, I think, is just a core value as an individual. But your business needs to have emotional intelligence, too, in terms of like the way the world works and, and the employees that are in it, team members and the customers. Like what is their emotional state? Because it can change and it can change your business. So I think that that's important, too. Um, and then discipline, I cannot tell you, and this discipline goes with communication to me, just so I'm going to put them both in the same thing. And we, I've never talked about this on the podcast, but there's a discipline to individuals that are on their game. Okay. And there are individuals that respond within 24 hours and especially to an email within 48 to 72, if it needs to be responded to, but text message, they respond to telephone calls and, that's number one. Number two is disciplined in the way that they are, their, their life, their business, their exercise, their whatever. And that's very important to me. And I act that way. And it's also like keep showing up for the miracle to happen because sometimes you just got to keep showing up. You got to keep showing up for the people that you want in your life. You know, you got to keep showing up for the job you want in your life. You got to keep showing up for the business you want in your life. And you got to keep showing up for the future self you want in your life. So that to me is discipline, discipline, discipline. Um, and so those are really in discipline leads to hard work to me. So as a hard worker, core value thing, that's that. The last one for me is it's huge. And um, I don't know how to put this into a business, but I do know that it's true for me. And it's been true for humanity, at least since the Renaissance. Um, and actually in a lot of civilizations across the world. But I feel it as a human, a religious person also that... It's really important that I champion love, um, uh, romance, intimacy, and sexuality. Because I think it's just so important as a core value that we truly embrace what we are as humans and what we're meant to do in this world. And, and, and love is patience and, and romance is, is displaying that love towards others, particularly the one we're intimate with, which leads to intimacy, which isn't only with a person we want in, to be intimate with. It's also intimacy on an intellectual level with people we want to grow with. And then sexuality is realizing, hey, we, we all express our, ourselves in this way and we all have this beauty about us as we get older. And we can express it in any way we want. It just should be positive. And it shouldn't be for anyone that's underage. Like, please don't go there. That's not what I'm saying. But it's like 
how do we embrace this and that it's okay to do it this way and be uncomfortable with who we want to be or not who we want to be. If we want to be conservative, okay. If we don't, okay. But it's okay to express it and be true to ourselves. So those are my core values really. And I like what, what Mark said as well. Um, and the business, you know, you can't say those things like I just said them. So they're different. They're more like um, when Mark said lead by example or with an open heart or um, be lion-hearted, things like that. And I say gorilla brave and, you know, it's like, you know, that type of thing where you're lion-hearted and you're king of the jungle, but you're gorilla brave, meaning you're also a protector of the world and the family and, and your your people, you know, so, or your gorillas. And, um, and so it's that. Um, so Mark, I'm going to ask the last question. How do you then translate these core values into the food that goes out the door and to your consumers and to your employees? Like how you talked about reflecting back on them, but how do you make sure that it's reflected in the food, um, your customer service and your team members? The, the core values. Yeah. So it's, it's not a, not a short answer. Justin. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I got all, we got time. I'll yeah, you, we definitely, have, we definitely time. have time. So if, if we need to continue, I, this is a great conversation. And I love having them. So the, um, you know, I think it's important that even just in like, like I mentioned earlier, like, you know, in our team meetings, we just started like literally like two weeks ago, you know, I want to hear what, you know, our, each person's, what their goals are, what their, um, and this, and I, and I open it up to say this is personal or this is in work within work related too. So, cause it helps us as a team grow. So teamwork is one of ours, our, one of our, uh, core values as well. And so, but in order to have a good team, you really need to know and understand each person and their strengths, their weaknesses, what are their goals? What do they want to work on to improve and how can I help them improve? Right. So learning them and that's, and this is all, this is part of entrepreneurship and being a leader. Right. And so, but like, I want to know their goals for the, for the week or the month or, you know, Hey, this year I want to, I want to, you know, make a hundred thousand dollars or this year I want to find a life partner or this year I want, whether it, or this year I want to learn, I want to level up and be on the butchery team. You know, I want to learn butchery. Okay, great. I know now that, Tommy over here wants to, he wants to make more money and he wants to, you know, level up in the work of, he wants to learn butchery. And that's a, a skill that I can help train him on doing. Right. And so, you know, without the core values to help keep, build that foundation of what we stand for, not just a, Hey, come in, do the work and leave. It's no, we're, we're here to do more than that. We're here to create, jobs we're here to create uh, a healthy successful lifestyle um, we're here to create education um, both in the food but also in different you know um, areas of, of life or different things you know whether it be someone wants to learn finances or learn how to cost out a menu and create a menu you know those things are all um, successful or success building um, skills, right? And so, you know, learning those things in the meeting of their goals, the lessons they've learned or they want to learn, and then, you know, what are their their key things that they're going to accomplish this week, you know? So 
everybody knows that. And so, you know, maybe it's, you know, Curtis wants to learn how to, or he wants to get better at his um, staying on task thing. Okay. How, what, what are the things that are, that are causing you not to stay on task, Curtis? You know, okay. Let's, let's look at those. Great. You know, maybe we can help in a way of that, you know, or, you know, maybe as, you know, like I mentioned, like Tom wants to do more butchery. Okay. Hey Tom, when you're in order for you to do that, that's, that's a great goal to have. I want you to do that. I want to teach you how to do that as well. But in order for you to do that, let's look at what your week looks like. Okay. You need to get this, this, and this, and this done in order to have that little bit of extra free time. And if you can create that 30 minutes, that hour, of free time by getting things done a little bit quicker maybe or being a, maybe a little bit more efficient maybe i can help you help you accomplish that i'm more than happy i'll put you with the butchery team and you can go and do that and work with them and and they'll teach you hey you know what today they're they're cutting up salmon you know we use some of the we i think we have the best salmon in the <laughs> the pacific northwest um but like you know in our nation you know, it's i agree huge difference there right and so um, but it's like, Hey, how do I, how want to learn how to cut that salmon? Okay, great. I will either, either I'm going to show you if I don't have time, but if you have to also come to the table with, I'm not just going to give it to you. You gotta, you gotta earn it and show me that you can, you can be disciplined enough to get what you need to get done to create more space and more time in your day that will will allow you to get the goals that you want to accomplish. Right. So it's kind of a keeping not just myself and the team, but everybody on track to to accomplish the mission and you know level up. And hey, you know what? Tommy's now getting better at butchery. Now we're we're growing our our, our butchery team. Maybe now we can do more on the butcher side because we're we we've grown that team. Or hey, you know what? So and so called out. I can't do it for whatever reason. Like hey, bring Tom over here. He's been learning how to do it let's let him show us what he can do now. So, um, and then, and then they kind of go off and they show, you know, that they've been learning on, on their time to a new skill that's going to help progress them. And you know what, if, if, if eventually they leave, um, and go do something bigger and better, I'm going to support them. I want to, I know that I've given them all that I can, and that you know, I, that's why one reason why I always want to be learning myself and always want to be developing new skills so that we can um, train them to be successful in whatever that is. And so, whenever they leave, if they ever choose to leave, you know, they're going to be successful, and I've taught them everything I can. And so, to go to the next step and be and level up, you know, and so that's it all goes back to the core values, and it can all be pointed to the core values of what we're doing and what we stand for. So. I think that's, you know, the extended version and I can go for a lot longer, of course, but you know that, but you know, the core values is always something we look back on and, and I, and I look back on daily too, of, you know, and that's why I have it posted in our, in our warehouse and kitchen of, so that you can always see it, you know, every time I walk by it, I'm like, okay, you know, checks, check, you know, it's my checks and balances in my staying humble, staying disciplined, taking the initiative, leading by example, you know, and you know you know the loyalty staying humble you know those are just it's that constant reminder of what we're doing and so 
it's a yeah and i have mine posted on my refrigerator like big blown up right now where i am and i look at it every time i go in and out of the refrigerator which is a lot because i'm a hungry dude and um (laughs) and i work out a lot twice a day it's all those fit tracks meals you're eating isn't it yeah of course and um (laughs) and i agree with you they need to be constant in your life and you need to be able to look at them so yeah um where can they find you online mark and on instagram yeah, so they uh, so online our website is fittracksmeals.com. Um, we have a full complete menu. We do um, rotate our menus out. We're about to launch our new January menu here in the next couple of weeks. Um, everything from our prepared meals to the a la carte bulk items, you can find it all there. We ship nationwide, um, and you can find us on on Instagram. Fit Tracks Meals, and then as well as Facebook. Uh, my personal is Mark Riggs 25. Um, so we, I do a lot of uh, food, but also, you know, entrepreneur and, and business and kind of motivational stuff there as well. So always looking to help people out and uh, check us out. See how we, if hopefully we can help you out as well and uh, share share with everybody what we're doing and uh, and the movement we're trying to create and develop. So. I agree. And thank you everyone for listening in and continue the movement, share this episode. Mark really spends a lot of time working on this stuff. If you want to, I agree, reach out to Mark on Instagram, uh, his personal account or either one of his um, Mark Riggs catering or the Fittrex account, because he has a lot of knowledge and understanding what it's like to take core values and implement it into the food and have the food representative of it. And he's an expert in growing this business right now. I'd said he's one of the best I've run into right now that truly takes the core values and puts it into the food. So thank you, Mark. Thank you again for everyone listening in. And uh, you can find us on Spotify or anywhere else you grow your uh, self through podcasts. I forgot to mention that at the beginning. And please, again, if you're getting value out of the podcast, share it. These entrepreneurs are here giving you guys value and they're like, this stuff is really great information and there's nowhere else you're getting real experience from real entrepreneurs in the food business like this, at least from an entrepreneur leading it who's been in the business for 25 years and really is breaking down the information properly because I've been there and I know where all these entrepreneurs have been. And that's the big difference, guys, is I'm going to leave with this, and I've had some questions, so I'm going to leave the last commentary. And it's one of the reasons I asked Mark to be on the show again, and Mark filled a spot because I needed help. And so he was a huge um, – I re- he gave me an olive branch, really, because I don't want to miss releasing an episode a day as we're lining everything up in the schedule. And so I want to fill a spot, and I don't want to get behind and have to do it, and he jumped right in and did it. So that's one, but he believes in what we're doing. Too, but share what what's going on here guys because right here on this podcast is these entrepreneurs are really dealing with this stuff and their experiences are real it's not a show it's not edited it's not who has the highest number of content or who does the best reels that's not why they're on here they're the entrepreneurs are actually responding and they're actually believing in what goes on okay and they're actually knowing that Mark actually knows that 25 years from now or 20 years from now or 15 years from now or 10 years from now or five years from now, his business will be better by living to core values and then just chasing the dollar. 
And it's very hard for non-entrepreneurs or people that just make money off of social media and don't have employees, like real employees producing things. And I'm not saying it's not a business, it's just not entrepreneurial. And here's why, because you're not understanding what it's like to actually have the skill to go create and actually build something and scale it. It really, and I'm not saying you're not a business and there's not opportunities there and I don't wanna get it wrong, but what I am saying is there's a difference in the food game with the entrepreneurs that are on this podcast and having to actually sell something tangible. We have to have people taste the food. We have to have people smell the food. We have to have good photos and photography and reels that displays the food. Otherwise, we do not stand a chance. And that's on top of once they get there, no mistakes. Food still has to taste good. They still have to like the service. They still have to make sure the coffee's hot and so on and so forth. So that's why this is different than other podcasts. It's There's a lot of them out there, I agree. And there's a lot of people that have degrees and experts that claim to 7X and 10X businesses. Great. If that's what you want, that's great. But that's not what food entrepreneurs do. We build things over the long term because, hey, it takes 18 months, sometimes 19 months to grow a cow. Think about it. We plant a seed to do a tree for a pecan. It's how many years before that tree makes a single pecan that we can eat. So that's what I'm talking about. And that's where the food entrepreneurs, we have a specific thing that is different than being in the entrepreneur space. There's this added thing where we get to be closer with nature, closer with God, and closer with the humans around us because of the space that we're in and how we either used our talent to become entrepreneurs or our talent was entrepreneurs and we found food and being a chef through that. So Yeah, yeah that's it's important that that's you know, not to interrupt you, Justin, but that's no, please like do. hitting, hitting the, the, the nail right on the head there. Because that's it's important that one that this is shared and people really can uh, one support the hospitality and food industry, but also really kind of learn what's really going on like in this current day and in in in, a, in in age right of you know from all the other thing from the farmers and the agriculture like like you and I are looking at all that shit right and so and seeing firsthand like what's happening and so the more we can share with other people, not only this podcast, but all of the ones like, and support and continue to keep supporting and, you know, whether it's buying local and, you know, looking at what you're looking at the labels, is it, you know, the healthy or, or, you know, is there a lot of fillers in, in the product? You know, you know, we got to be able to assess what we're putting into our bodies, but also who we're also supporting, who we choose to support, but it's, you know, looking at, you know, helping rebuild the economy if you're looking at the grand scheme of things right agricultural and and economic um growth right to to bring everything back to what our founding fathers really wanted this this country to be and so i think that's just the the next level of how you know what you're doing justin with the podcast and all these other food entrepreneurs to um you know, sharing what each buddy, everybody's going through. Cause we all, we've, we've been in the struggle. Everybody in the industry knows how hard it is to, you know, to make a dollar and, and, and to support, um, you know, by putting out a good quality product is um, it's getting less and less uh, people you're seeing people doing it. So it's, 
the support goes even further than just, you know, going and buying a little, uh, a fresh product. It's, you know, sharing with, with others, telling people, you know, word of mouth is the biggest thing, right? And so, you know, that's how I built FitTrax and the businesses that, that we build is, you know, word of mouth is the best marketing source. So, you know, I ask that people also share, share this episode, but also, you know, share with your communities and, and other people. Like if you have a great meal at a restaurant, go tell somebody about it. Like, you know, you want a good steak dinner, go to here, you know? So those, all those things are going to just help um, support it, you know? So it's, it takes, takes everybody, to, to do that you know so that's where the movements come into play so but i agree with what we're what we're doing what you're doing everything it's all it's all those little moving the needle forward each and every day a little bit and that's going to create the massive um, movement that we're all going to see coming down the pipeline so absolutely and i and as in my last commentary here to attach on to what Mark said is you'll see in this podcast with the way I'm handling it and the core values that I posted in that post where I'm an athlete or a warrior, I'm a protector, I'm a leader, I'm an entrepreneur, you see it and I'm a farmer. All of those things that were instilled in me and, and that encapsulate me as an entrepreneur or how I go about my business or how I built businesses over 25 years in the food game and here's the difference uh and there's so many people that have gotten in a podcast and i hear well blah 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 said this well how long were they in the food game six years okay doesn't count because that's not even you haven't even you haven't even scratched the surface of what can happen to you in the food game in six years because once you start going into 11 12 13 years you've had at least one economic bump that fucking rocks your world Period, and it happens to every food entrepreneur, no matter what, where you have to pivot hard. And you have to all of a sudden you realize, oh, I've got to constantly pivot. And it's not something that can be instilled in someone, and no one just gets it out of them. It's just like not having any money in your pocket because you paid your employees the paycheck and you're laying at home. You can't, the power's off. Though the TV is on, you don't know how you're going to pay the bills, the credit cards racking up and you're freaking out. Like that's like, there's a feeling there and something happens when you come out of that or you come out of those situations in the food business or you really struggle or in Mark's case, he's literally put every ounce of his own sweat into building his building and his business and every hard knock that that the reason he's a great entrepreneur is not because how long his business has been around. It's because he went and learned from all the greats in the business leading up to it. So his experience leading up to it was just as important because he was learning the lessons as well as, as right in front of or along with and alongside the best. So I'm going to close with that. And that's why if you want to go get an education, I think it's important. But if you want to go do something and you want to be in the food game, I think before you spend any money on your education, because that money's better spent investing in a business and starting your own food business, trust me, I've been there, is going out and working like Mark did and listening to these podcasts or like Mark said, other podcasts. Because there's entrepreneurs, there's people that are actually doing the space and they're giving you lessons that are way more valuable than a marketing class that lasts for three months. Like, I don't know why, but it's in the past. It's in the rear view mirror. And I'm not saying drag down education at all times. Sure, plenty of people need to look at the past and go work for corporations that do the same thing now. That's not where we are. 
That's not what yeah. this podcast yeah. is. So, yeah. and that's that's even to just to. Sorry, we keep going back. No, and no, forth keep us. going, keep <laughs> going, keep going. We got time. We it's, got time. Yeah, it's just like you know, just to kind of elaborate on that. It's you know, like like I said, when I wanted to work for the best, like I did it. But those still making those connections, like if you're, you know, young in the industry or any industry, you're gonna obviously learn in the best. You know, of course, if you're if you're gonna be a doctor or some shit, you know, or a lawyer, you got to go to get the education, right? But you know, for me, the like. I, I was working in the industry before I even went to school, you know? So when I, the finally, when I went to school, I was like, I already, I already, I've already been doing all this shit. I just need to get the actual, you know, small, I got an associate's degree. That's it. But I'm learning from the best people and learning on the job and learning the skills, but then also showing, you know, always working hard, always being dependable, um, loyalty and the, 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 the owners, the chefs, the mentors, they're going to see that and they're going to come back and they're going to, I can't tell you how many jobs I got or, um, you know, hey, I'm moving to Chicago. I don't know anybody there or anything, but someone gave me a referral. They called me and said, hey, I heard you coming to Chicago. I'd love to talk to you without me even knowing it. And they said, so-and-so put a recommendation in because I, because they know how hard I work, how, you know, you know, honest I am and good working and will own the mistakes or will own whatever it's done. You need something done, I'm going to do it, right? So that's part of, you know, what my core values are as a, as a person and as an entrepreneur, right? I will, the loyalty part, if I'm going to, if I'm going to ask loyalty from you, I'm going to give it too. So it's a, it's a, that's how the partnerships go. It's, it's equal, right? So say what you do, mean what you say, do it and uh you know you let the action speak for itself right so yeah and it's 100 percent spot on and the character you build because you were consistent and disciplined and showed up every day and made sure that even if you were having a bad day or even if something else wasn't going well you showed up and performed because you knew you needed those recommendations and you needed that character because in the food business it carries with you everywhere even if it's not true, it still carries with you. Believe me, I know, because you can have bad employees and stuff like that, and they spread things. But in this case, what Mark did is a valuable lesson for any youth out there is he made sure and with purpose and intent grew from every experience, which gave him a good character, which eventually led to decades later, when by the time he started his own business, we're talking decades, by the time he fell in love with food, by the time he started his own business, he had enough experience and know-how to go start his own business and be great at food and then use that as his ticket into the food business where he started learning to be an entrepreneur. But he had already learned from some of the best in the business also about being restaurateurs and, and things like that. So there was that. So Yeah, Absolutely. And so I'll leave everyone with that. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you like none other. And like everyone can tell Mark and I are so similar. It's ridiculous in a lot of ways. Although, again, the thing that makes us similar is the thing that makes us different. His passion was food and it led to entrepreneurism. I was born an entrepreneur and it led to food. And so um, it's what, what makes a good partnership is our passions and our anchors are so strongly different, um, but yet so strongly the same. So, um, cool. Mark, um, I'm going to ask you one more time, where can they find you online and where can they find you on Instagram? Yeah. Um, 
So FitTracksMeals.com is our website with our full menu. Uh, we do ship nationwide, and then FitTracksMeals uh, on Instagram and Facebook, and then my you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at MarkRiggs25. So happy to help out and shoot me questions. We're here to help and support everybody and 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 you know help out for the greater good. So. Yeah, and so everyone knows I'm going to set up a part three with Mark um, sometime in January so we can talk about triggers and phys- phys- uh, physical fitness and CrossFit and how we implement that into our lives, uh, part of what happened in Arate. I know everyone sees it online and everyone hears about it and you listen to Andy and, and Ed's podcast, but I think um, what also people have asked is what really happens? How is it happening? And I don't want to just talk about it and I want to be able to anchor it where I'm not the only one doing it. So I'm not the only one saying it where I'm like a voodoo man standing up here selling the medicine because I don't want people thinking that this is real stuff that's working for thousands of people. And when we joined, there was just a hundred of us, maybe. And so it's just that type of thing and good and good entrepreneurism and, and exponentially growing a business happens in years and so i'm going to ask mark to come back on and we'll do that and so again thank you if you want to find us on instagram you can find us at justin the food entrepreneurs and again if you want to actually listen to the podcast which is more important than finding us on instagram you can find us on spotify or anywhere else you grow yourself through podcasts thank you everyone have happy holidays because this will come out right on christmas eve and be safe, drive safe, take care of that family, spend quality time with them, be present, like put the phones down, guys, be present with your family, enjoy those moments, you're never going to get them back, and if you think about it over a lifetime, how many more Christmases or Hanukkahs or whatever are you going to get with your family, like seriously, there's not that many left in your life, so um, a very dear friend, like new friend in my life really pointed this out to me and it really hit home about how valuable these times are and how valuable we need to just be our best selves and be our best growing self to show up and be present in these moments. And I thank her very much for pointing it out. I don't know if she'll ever hear this podcast or listens to him, but she pointed something out to me and instilled that in me. And I think it's just so important. Like I've always tried to be present, but I've met and I always try to look at things in the big picture. But if I actually do the math, there's not that many of these left. If I go spend time with my father, who's 81 years old, you know, so that's what I'm talking about. And it's part of being an entrepreneur that we go be present for these moments because it's why we're doing it for the freedom to do this also. And I think the freedom is, is what we're talking about here too. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So thanks again, guys. And, um, we're out. Thank you.